Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 88, and I'm calling this one Adapt and Overcome. And I'm calling it that because it's what I'm doing right now in real time. So full disclosure, this is not the episode that I had planned for you this week. If you follow me over on Instagram, you will maybe have seen in my stories and in my feed a couple weeks ago, a post about my friend and client, Sarah, who was part of the Run Your First 50K group, the very first one that I did back in January. And she went on to do some amazing things in her very first ultra race. And as a result, I wanted to interview her and share her story and her accomplishments with you guys. And I did interview her couple weeks ago, we spent an hour and a half talking. It was amazing. And I wanted to edit that for this week and give it to you today. Now, unfortunately, what happened, spoiler alert, I went to go open that audio file and half of it was there. So I have all of my audio, but for some reason, I only have half of Sarah's, which is kind of a problem. (laughs) I mean, you could like listen to my half of the conversation, but it's not nearly as interesting because Sarah's the one with all the juicy stories to tell about her first uh, ultra experience. So kind of a bummer, very frustrating. And, you know, like I said, I didn't have another episode planned for this week. So I am currently on the fly adapting and overcoming in order to deliver you guys an episode for this week. And I'm taking it as an opportunity to hone my skills and to practice this sort of cliche, but one of my very favorite sayings, which is the title of the episode, Adapt and Overcome. Because not everything is going to work out the way we want it to. And if there is one skill that I could impart upon you in order for you to have a successful ultra experience, it is this idea of adapt and overcome. I want to tell you a story that has absolutely nothing to do with running, but everything to do with adapt and overcome. Because I think it will help to sort of illustrate this skill. And, you know, honestly, it was something that when I sort of reflect on the story that I'm going to tell you, it wasn't really something that I thought about. It was just something I did adapt and overcome in this particular story. And it's a skill that I've sort of been honing over the years and not even really knowing just, I'm, I was doing it because I didn't have any other options. (laughs) Okay. So Back in the day, this is a long, long time ago, in my early, mid-20s, I worked for Sobe, so South Beach Beverage Company, owned by Pepsi, and I was responsible for putting on some pretty large-scale events for Sobe at various other large-scale events around the country. And one of the events that sticks out to me as one of these horrible, no-good everything that possibly could go wrong went wrong days was at the U.S. Open of snowboarding at Stratton Mountain in Vermont. We had a really big role in this event. We had a large setup. We had lots of vehicles that were supposed to be part of the day's events. We were we were planning a party, one of the most important parties that happens at this larger event. We had talent coming in. I was responsible for coordinating a lot of the moving pieces. Woke up that morning and there had been this just crazy snowstorm overnight, which was a good thing at a mountain where you're going to have this big event and you need lots of snow and lots of people are going to be there. However, 
When you have a 20 by 20 tent that is set up with thousands of dollars of electronic equipment underneath it and a trailer packed full of beverage samples that you need to unearth and give away, two feet essentially of snow landing on your 20 by 20 tent is not a good thing. It basically, it collapsed our tent. I still have photographic proof. And if I can find it, I will post it on my Instagram page of me getting up that morning, going to the tent site and, um, standing on top of the tent, sweating my ass off in like, you know, sub zero temperatures, shoveling two feet of snow off this tent to try and unearth it. Now you might think that that alone is a big obstacle to overcome. And you would be right, except for that was not the only thing that went wrong that day. While I was on top of the tent shoveling, I feel my phone vibrating and I pull it out to, to talk to another one of my team members. And he's calling to tell me that we have a flat tire on one of the vehicles, the Suburban, and it's stuck halfway up the access road to the mountain. Now, it's not just any old tire. It is a very low profile tire on very large rims for the Suburban that was all tricked out. So it's not just like something we can go to the local garage in Vermont and find. Okay, so I'm shoveling two feet of snow. Now we've got a vehicle down that won't, that can't move. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Shoveling snow, shoveling snow. A few minutes later, I get another call from another one of my team members telling me that the school bus that we use as part of our promo vehicles won't start, (laughs) won't start. And it needs to be put on the snow for this event as a display unit. And it was in a parking lot just down the way, but it got so cold overnight that basically the engine block froze, which, you know, it's one of these older international school buses, like, you know, back in the day, like in the seventies and eighties, if you got on the school bus to go to school, this was the bus that you got on, but it was all tricked out, all wrapped up, you know, promo vehicle, not starting. Okay, great. So now we've got two feet of snow on the tent that we're currently shoveling out. We've got a a vehicle with a flat tire that can't be found within probably a couple hundred miles of where we are. And we have a bus that won't start that needs to be on the snow within 30 minutes before the lift lines open. Cause we literally have to drive it up the, up the mountain to get it onto this one particular spot. We managed to figure out how to overcome, adapt and overcome all those things. We shovel off the tent. We bend the metal poles by brute force to get it back together. At the same time, I actually had to call another team member in Connecticut at our home office to have him break down another 20 by 20 tent and drive it up to me because even though we were able to get our tent back together, it it wasn't going to withstand any sort of additional weather. So we needed a whole new tent. So we've got, you know, people working on all these different projects. We get everything resurrected and everything is going pretty well for the first couple of hours for the event. People are showing up, we're giving out samples, you know, I'm able to like take a break, catch my breath. Not long after the event opens, maybe at like, I don't know, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., maybe my phone rings again. And now I'm hearing from our DJ that we have hired to fly from California to come to this event to DJ is not able to come. Basically, because of this snowstorm, hundreds of flights were canceled and he's stuck in 
I can't even remember. Maybe he was stuck in New Jersey. I think that was it because he was coming from California and he's not going to make it to our party in time. Like there's no flights and he can't, he just can't make it there. My timeline might be a little bit off because I think there he was trying to get a car as well, but there were no cars. Cause if he had, if he was in New Jersey and he could drive, he could make it to us. So maybe it was like a little bit later in the afternoon that I got this phone call. So here we go again. Like we have the premier party happening at this larger event. And now our world renowned DJ is stuck in New Jersey, like can't make it there. It's not like I can just source another world renowned DJ on the fly. So now we have to start working that problem. So, you know, these are just some of the (laughs) problems, right? That started to compound over the course of the day. And at any, there are more actually, I could keep going, but I'm just going to stop there because I think that sort of demonstrates what we're trying to talk about, adapt and overcome. If I had thrown my hands up in the air at the very first sign of trouble with the two feet of snow on the tent, my day just would have gotten exponentially worse and worse and worse and worse. And I could have just ended up probably huddled in the fetal position in the corner of the tent, just, you know, like saying, take me now, (laughs) right? It was a rough day. I mean, it's a story that I tell time and time and time again, because it demonstrates this idea of, Well, we have a job to do, which is put on this event, be a good showing for the brand inside of this larger event, as well as serve customers, put on this party. I mean, the party itself, like the liquor inspector came. I mean, there's just like we were at capacity. I mean, even though we didn't have our original DJ, my boss at the time was... um, uh, a, a DJ of sorts. He's, he wasn't a world renowned DJ, but he was pretty good in his own right. And he had brought some, some of his own equipment with him. And so we stuck him at the DJ booth in place of this other person. And it, and it went off amazing. Okay. But still there were all sorts of other things, our talent, our, our, um, our talent, our models that were supposed to be there helping. They got stuck. They called in sick. They were trying to bar. I mean, it was just a whole other <laughs> a whole other world. All these sorts of things. Like I said, the liquor inspector came, the fire marshal came. We could have been shut down. Luckily we were not. Everything went off without a hitch. And if you didn't know, like if you weren't working behind the scenes, you wouldn't have known because, you know, my style of management is, you know, party in the front, business in the back, like kind of the opposite of a mullet, right? Like I want everybody out front to be having a good time and not know what's going on behind the scenes because that's the sort of hallmark of a really good event manager, event producer is that like everybody, like the behind the, behind the scenes, the whole place could be burning down, but you wouldn't know because everything out front is going off without a hitch. Luckily that was the case for that event. And You know, you can choose to look at this however you'd like. Either everything was going against me or it's an opportunity to test my skills. What am I capable of under pressure? How can I adapt and overcome this particular circumstance, but also like the larger context of the circumstances and keep moving forward? It's really an opportunity for me and for you, if you start to think about it this way, to be unstoppable, right? All these things that we think of as challenges or obstacles or roadblocks that get thrown in front of us, either on a, you know, yearly basis, monthly basis, weekly, daily, hourly, however you want to break it down. You have two ways of looking at them. It's either the world is working against you or it's an opportunity to test your skills and adapt and overcome. Because at the end of the day, this is how I look at it. At the end of the day, it's about winning the day. 
not throwing up your hands and getting frustrated and giving up. Because if you do, then you learn nothing, you get nothing, you backslide. And if you stack up a bunch of days like that, then yeah, shit's going to suck. It's going to look like your life is going nowhere. Everything is against you. Nothing works in your favor. Why bother? Like that's a very slippery slope. But if you look at it the other way, like it's a challenge, it's an obstacle. Yeah, it's a roadblock. And now my job is to adapt and overcome and see what I'm capable of. And oftentimes that's going to push you way outside your comfort zone, like way outside your comfort zone. I mean, that specific instance of that party, the party and the the whole event at the U.S. Open, that was uh, like a perfect storm. When I tell that story to other people, I tell them it is the true definition of everything that could have possibly gone wrong did. I mean, I told you like three or four things, but there were more. Every every turn that day, I just got beat down. Every time my phone rang, every time someone came up to me, like we had product exploding in glass bottles. We had product exploding everywhere. It was it was a shit show. <laughs> but I I go back to that story and I remind myself of it often because I never once gave up. Not only because I had people that were depending on me, but also I knew that if I gave up, there was nobody that was going to be able to step in and take over and sheer, steer the ship. So I want you guys to think about this as well, you know. If you're able to adapt and overcome this, whatever this is, then what else are you capable of, right? So the next time something either goes wrong or not to plan or not the way you wanted, not the way you thought it was going to, um, something just pops up out of nowhere, your phone rings and surprise, like, you know, how can you look at it like a challenge and not like the world is against me? When I opened that audio file and got to the 45 minute mark and realized that there was nothing after it, I was pissed. (laughs) I was really pissed because it was such a good interview. We had so much fun. We talked about so many amazing things and I was really bummed that I wasn't going to be able to deliver you the episode that I wanted to for this week, but I look at it like a challenge and now I get to talk to you guys about adapt and overcome like in real time. It's it's almost like it was made for this, right? In real time, talk about something, a skill that can really benefit you. And it's a skill, but it's also a mindset shift as well. Because when it comes to ultras, there are going to be a lot of challenges that are thrown your way um, on a yearly, monthly, weekly, daily hourly basis. There's going to be scheduling issues. You might have trouble finding a training plan. Your body might not be cooperating the way you want it to. Your mental training, that sometimes is the hardest part. And here I'll give you a key. Like this idea of adapting and overcoming is the the first baby step to getting your mental training on track. You can't control the environment. You can't control the weather. Sometimes you can't even control your own stomach (laughs) as much as we might try. The list goes on and on and on and on. There's always going to be something. And if every time something happens, you just view it as a negative, then, and like, and you start to think about it like, well, this is a reason why I'm not cut out for this, or I can't do it, or I shouldn't do it, then yeah, probably you shouldn't. 
But if you flip your perspective and flip the way you look at it and think about it and talk about it in your own head, then you're going to be able to hone this skill of adapt and overcome. And if you choose the negative route, your road to ultras is going to be much more difficult than it has to be. You're going to make things way harder for yourself than it needs to be. So adapt and overcome. And if you think about every little thing as a, a, it's a positive challenge, it's a positive roadblock, it's a positive obstacle for you to test your skills and win this battle, and then you can win the hour, you could win the day, you could win the week, you could win the month, right? You could win the training cycle, win the year over year over year over year. Because if you if that's the way you look at it, There might be days that you just don't win, but if your objective is to always win that specific day, then that's as far as you need to focus. And when you do that and you can start to stack up days, the trend will always be positive. There'll be a a day here or there where you just don't win and that's okay. You have to sort of suck it up and take the loss, learn the lesson and move on. But if your focus is on just do the right thing right now, the next decision, the next day, the next hour, whatever it is, then the trend will be positive and you will be making steps forwards and you won't have to think about it like, oh, it's just this big overwhelming thing that I don't know what to do with, right? I think I mentioned this probably in like an early episode. I hate this saying, I don't know why, but it's the old adage of like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Same thing. Same thing, whatever this obstacle is, whatever the challenge is, whether it's related to ultras or whether it's related to your sort of day-to-day life, just take it down one bite at a time and look at it as a way to hone your skill set so that the next time this thing happens to you, you know exactly how to deal with it and you can move through it quicker and you can get on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Okay. I turn it into a game. So anytime something doesn't go according to plan, I think of it, I think of it like a game. How can I win at this game? I'm not going to let somebody else win the game. I'm not going to let this circumstance win the game. I'm going to figure it out. And I just turn every day into a game. How can I get as much done that moves me forward in the right direction? And I can promise you that if you do that too, You'll have no problem crossing the finish line of your, whether it's your first ultra or your farthest ultra. Okay. Adapt and overcome you guys. This is my battle cry going into the weekend for you all, because no doubt some of you have long runs scheduled for this weekend and there will be things that will go awry. Things that will happen that are outside of your control. People that won't show up. You'll get lost. You'll forget something. Poor Shannon. Poor Shannon in my accelerated coaching group the other day forgot her shoes. And she still turned that what was supposed to be a run into a long walk wearing the sandals that she had. Adapt and overcome. Right? That stuff is going to happen. But if you let it overtake you time and time again, the trend will be downward. We want the trend to be upward. All right. Keep that in mind. Adapt and overcome every single day. 
If you want to spend more time with me and other women that are training for their first 50K, I want to invite you guys, ladies, to join my Facebook group at the top of Facebook, just in the search bar, put in run your first 50K. If you are super sore, stiff, tight, all the time, then I want to encourage you to grab my free daily shakedown. I will put the link for that in the show notes. And if you're looking for help with your training plan, like you need help organizing yourself, your schedule, you don't know what to do on what day, when to do it, how much, whatever, get the first 10 weeks of my signature run your first 50k training plan. I'll put the link below, but that one's a much easier link to, to share with you here. It's, it's going to be at my website, megan-gould.com forward slash the number 10 week plan. And that's all one word together, 10 week plan. All right. That's all for this episode. You guys enjoy this beat and adapt and overcome. Oh, 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 oh,